BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Bunch of good plays in yesterday's game. Like Owen Miller had a nice play. Um... I think a run scored on it anyways, but um, like Bryce Durang had some nice plays. Willie Adamas had some nice plays. I mean, we were texting back and forth during the game that Joey Weimer was catching everything. Dude, when that ball was hit and he looked at it and he knew it was staying in the park, I was like, oh, he's catching it. That one where he like kind of softly went against the wall. I was like, he's catching that. Okay. Yeah, he, dude, like he caught like everything. Yeah, it's what he does. Yeah, it is what he does. Like obviously with the one – notable exception that happened in the Cardinal series. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joey Weimer has caught like everything that's been hit at him or anywhere near him. Right. All right. So we are back with another Wisco Fanatics Wednesday. It is Mental Health Awareness Month and it's Wednesday. So we are doing a gratitude challenge. So we are looking for one thing in Wisconsin sports and one thing in our personal lives to be grateful for. And today is going to be the last gratitude challenge, even though there is one more Wednesday to come in the month of May. But we are going to save what next Wednesday is going to be for a challenge uh, until next Wednesday, because that one's going to be a little bit different and probably one that will either bring out the best in in the Wisconsin sports fans that pay attention to our show and page or will bring out the negative people that feel that you can't be nice to other people. Um right. So we'll find out which one's which next Wednesday. But um, <laughs> so I'll let you go first. Uh, one from your personal life and one from Wisconsin sports. So I'll go Wisconsin sports, even though I'm cheating right now. But it's a beautiful thing, and I love to see it. We love to see it with our own team's players. So as much as I want to hate the Bears, and I hate the Bears, I can't hate on the human being that is Justin Fields as I've learned to know him. Um, Today, I found out that he made a heartfelt donation of $10,000 to the Special Olympics. So that's something that's near and dear to my heart. So that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you, Justin Fields, for doing that. That is awesome to use your platform for good. I can't say anything bad about this kid as a, a human because he's shown nothing but being a good person. Um, outside of that, 
still fuck Chicago. That's not going to change. So from my personal life, I just want to say thank you to my dad for always being willing to help. Um, Something as small as an extension cord to buying clothes for my daughter. Um, My dad is always there. He's always, always willing to help. So just want to give a shout out to my dad. Thank you. So on your, on your point about Justin Fields, we did share, I think it was almost exactly a year ago now. Mm -hmm. Um, Little kid comes comes to a bears practice like fully head to toe like dressed in a bears uniform and he's got a justin fields jersey on and he's like you're my favorite player and he's like you can't dress as me and like obviously justin fields was really cool about it Mm -hmm. so that's that stuff is regardless of not liking his football team like there's there's a few things better on the planet than like making kids happy so seeing that regardless of what team you play for like that's just awesome Agreed. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of cheat because I'm gonna put both of mine into one, and okay. I'm gonna say that I'm thankful for the Brewers this week. Um, ah. Not only not only are they coming off a of back to back shutouts, but we were also in attendance on Monday, not just to watch the game, but we were there as Wisco fanatics. We were invited uh, by the Brewers to be there um, and to hand out. Uh, three boxes worth of canned koozies and what felt like a thousand stickers to right. people in attendance to Monday's game. So mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm thankful for, for the Brewers for both because that was a, it was a cool thing to do to be just running around, just me and Jake, just handing out the canned koozies to anybody holding the cold drink and, you know, being able to, to spread the word of the show um, and watch a baseball game, which yeah. And the giant groups of people we ran into. That yeah, yeah, that's that was probably that. Like that's that's the like the most fun thing is meeting people. That's mm-hmm. you know that, the the type of people that you come across that you wouldn't have in other you know in other scenarios. Like Tim Dillard, for example. Yeah. Like you know, sure. it's possible that you know I could have talked to Tim Dillard on on Twitter or you know maybe bumped into him at the stadium when he's doing you know pregame and postgame, but. Mm-hmm. Tim Dillard actually came to us. He came and visited us at the table. So we got some pictures with Tim Dillard. We got to meet Taylor, who's a big fan of the show. Uh, my mom stopped by, my sister, uh, my mom's husband, Dave, who is awesome as well, and my little baby niece, Astrid, and and my little sister, Quinn. So everybody got to come and see see us in action. And, um, and Julie as well, who um, had to – I won't give a ton of information, but uh, had a death in the family that same day. So she was, uh, she was uh, helping us out while also dealing with with some personal stuff. So I I definitely want to say another thank you to Julie because uh, yeah. they they did a lot to help us put this together and make it look. Uh, I I don't feel shy saying it much more professional than it would have been if Jake and I had done it ourselves. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a cool experience, and I hope we get to do it again soon, and hopefully get to do it again in other stadiums. Uh, on Wisconsin, they're the next. On Wisconsin, they're the next one, right? I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm thinking maybe a little go pack go if we can try to get into like family night or a preseason game. Ooh, ooh, family night is actually that's smart. I like that. That's smart. Okay, we're thinking out loud here, live on the show. This is how it happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how ideas form, man. You just gotta let them flow. Yes, yeah, sir. All right, so we're gonna jump in. Today is all brewers. Nothing but brewers today. Yep. All, all brewers all day. So I'm going to let Jake give his power pair and underrated performer, and then I will give mine. Uh, I have a feeling 
there are going to be a lot of familiar faces this week. Yeah, so that's the not, feeling that I have. It's not a bad thing to have consistent players. I'll just say that. That's that's fair. That's um, very fair. So my power hitter was Kristen Yelich. Um, you gotta. Was, can you do me a favor? Just do me one favor. What's up? What's up? Enunciate his first name just a little bit. Christian. Yes. Yeah. When you say it really fast, it sounds like Kristen. I don't know why it bothers me. Oh, but... Christian Yelich? Yeah, yes. I can say it. Um, <laughs> Christian Yelich, uh, who is on a five-game hitting streak, by the way. Nice. Um, he was 6 of 23 this week. That's only 260. That's not horrible. It's not great. Um, but if you combine his last two weeks, he's 12 of 36. So that's a 333 hitter. I'll take that all day. He also scored two runs, had a walk, and a double. The double was today. Um, but, yeah, he, he was good again. Uh, my pitcher was Adrian Hauser. That's a good call. That's what I was hoping you would pick. I had a really hard hard time not taking Colin Ray for reasons that I'll talk about when we get yeah. to that game. But Hauser was just too good for me not to choose him. Um, and twice. Yeah. Uh, 11 and one-third innings pitch, six hits, two walks, zero earned runs. That's the big one. Zero earned runs and seven strikeouts. Uh, Adrian Hauser was awesome. Um, and he definitely, definitely needs a, an apology from some Brewers fans. I understand small sample size. We don't do that kind of stuff. Right. But for the kind of – like, we can do that kind of stuff when it's, it's people that were, like, dragging this guy through the mud. And I just don't like that kind of stuff. Well, the you know? thing the thing that we, we say a lot is that we want the praise to match the amount of negativity. So, like, I have – you know, there's it's, – it's the roller coaster. Yeah, but it's really, really unfair, and it, I can't imagine it's a great way to live to ride the lows, but then stop in the middle on the highs. Then right. you're not even balancing out, right? Like to, to to only be even on the highs and then low on the lows, like you're just bottoming out all the time. Yeah, you're um, you're putting yourself through a roller coaster of emotions that's just really right. unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> we we advocate more for the balance just riding the middle all the time, you know. Um, you know, you can ride the highs a little bit higher than the middle, but um, you know, don't don't ride the lows just for the sake of, you know, um having people agree with you on the internet when you're being negative. Right. Um so real quick to wrap mine up. Uh, my underrated performer was uh, Brian Anderson, who I just learned it, him and his wife are expecting their first child. So congratulations on that. Yeah, that I hope you like change you. <laughs> um, he went five of 22 this week, uh, three of seven in the last two games. Uh, absolutely no coincidence that the Brewers offense was also good when Brian Anderson was good. Just saying. Um, three runs, five RBI. He leads the team uh, with 28 RBI so far this season. Nice. He had two home runs and three walks. So Brian Anderson, I feel like, is turning a corner and a little bit more home cooking. He's been good at home uh, so far this week, obviously. So a little bit more home cooking coming his way this week. Hopefully he can keep it up. <laughs> What's up, Taylor? All right. Taylor's watching live on Wednesday. Um, so my power pair, I went, I I basically claimed it. I didn't really give you the option. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Last week we had Owen Miller and Christian Yelich, and this week we have Christian Yelich and Owen Miller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Owen Miller, and we'll talk about this, uh, ended his streak and started a new one right away. Yeah. Over his last 12 games, Owen Miller has 19 hits. Guess how many of them are for extra bases? 15. 
Well, that would be insane. <laughs> I was just going crazy. The actual number is 10, and that's still a lot. That's, that's still, still more than half of his hits over the last 12 games are extra base hits. Huh. So over the last week, he's 11 of 28 with three home runs and two doubles, batting 393. I like that. That's, I mean, you really can't ask for anything else from Owen Miller. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's got the ability to be the backup first baseman, which I think we will see more of when Luis Urias is healthy, who has been cleared for a AAA rehab um, stint. So we're getting closer to Luis Urias being back, which will be another boost for the Brewers infield. But for my power pitcher, I also claimed your guy from last week, and it's Joel Piamps. He's, I keep saying it, that he's the most underrated player on the Milwaukee Brewers. And I think it's like a full-on, like, if there was going to be one, a fist fight for who's the most underrated between Owen Miller and Yoel Piamps. I don't think anybody's underrating Owen Miller anymore, though. I'll be, I'll say I mean, that. people shouldn't be underrating Yoel Piamps either. Uh, that's very true. The, dude, the dude's been an absolute stud. He has retired 12 of the last 13 batters that he's faced, struck out six of the 12. His... <laughs> 18 out of 23 on retiring the first batter that he faces. Oh, very nice. And in the last week, he made four appearances over three and a third innings, only given up one hit, zero walks, zero runs. And out of the 10 outs that he recorded, five of them were strikeouts. He's good. He's like real it. good. <laughs> um, for my underrated performer, I know you're going to like this one. I went with Craig Council. Oh, okay. Uh, he over the, especially over the last two games, uh, pushing all of the right buttons, whether it be the bullpen, uh, pinch runners, fielding, um, the lineup construction. Uh, Craig Council's pushing all of the right buttons recently, and I wanted to give him credit for it with my underrated performer. Um, seems like Taylor's got another guy that he's gonna. Toss in the comments. Throw it in there, Taylor. Let's let's see what you got. Let her rip. (laughs) Um, So as Taylor's typing that up, we will get ready to talk about the final game against the Cardinals last Wednesday. I knew that was coming. Oh, I I should have seen that coming. Taylor, I knew it. I felt it in my gut. I was like, (laughs) you're going to say us. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. All right, so last Wednesday, um, the the game from last Wednesday was after the show last week. So third game against the Cardinals. What stood out to you from that game? <sighs> well, I'm about to go on a tangent with these road games, talking about runners in scoring position and hitting. And in this game, they were 0 for 9, left 12 on base. I will say that Corbin Burns, even though he gave up eight hits, I feel like he gave us six strong. And there was actually a situation in this game where they had, I believe they had the bases loaded with one or zero outs, and he got out of it. I think it was zero outs, if I remember correctly. Was it zero outs or one out? Um, All I remember is he threw two of the I think that might, have been the, that might have been the bottom of the first inning because he went walk, single, and a tough grounder on the third baseline. But Burns did well to get out of the traffic with just a one run. Is what I have written in my notes. No, no, I think it was. It must have been like the the fourth or fifth inning. Uh-huh. I remember. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Bottom of the, the fourth. Inning. Cardinals loaded the bases with soft contact. Yeah. Burns came back with two strikeouts. Uh, one of them was a fastball frozen at the knees. 
Yeah. And the other one was um, Tommy Edmond making him look silly on a curveball. Yeah, dude. And then Victor Caratini followed that up with a tough play on a grounder right in front of the plate. Yes. To hop up and throw the ball out at first. Yes, dude. The first strikeout, dude, I'm telling you, after he got that, I was like, oh, he's getting out of this shit, bro. Like, he just had that, like, when you see a great athlete, right? Like, we used to talk about Rodgers, and one of the things that people used to talk about is, like, defenders were scared when Rodgers was laughing. Yeah. Now he knows, right? <laughs> Remember that conversation? Yeah. Like, now, now they know. Like, you're done now, okay? So, Corbin Burns takes the hat off, slicks the hair back, and there was just a different look in his eyes. He was like, oh. You playing with me? Okay. Oh, now we're about to play ball. And I saw a look in his eyes, man. And I was like, oh, he's getting out of this. And I remember I was talking to my dad, and I was just like, wow, I cannot believe that he actually did that. <laughs> my dad was like, yeah, the Brewers should probably pony up. And I was like, eh, it was a little ridiculous, like the conversation they had over that little bit of money. Like, you think about a professional sports team, the little hundreds of thousands, like Ananasio, like, Come on, guys. If, if there's any one sport where it does matter, it's baseball. I get it, but um, yikes. I'll we'll get we'll get to Corbin Burns and we get to his Houston start. I have yeah. more I want to say about it. But after that. that was probably the one situation in this game outside of you know the the lack of hitting, which really got to us on the road uh, this week. Um, but other than that, I mean, Burns was good. Uh, Cousins had a good outing. Um, yeah, I mean, we just left. We just didn't get the clutch hit. That's all it was to me. So, um, top of the third inning, Owen Miller extended his on base streak to nineteen and his hitting streak to ten. Mm-hmm. As far as Christian, or not Christian, Corbin Burns, um, he allowed two more runs in the bottom of the sixth inning. But six innings and three earned runs. I mean, if Adrian Hauser or Eric Lauer gives you that, like you got to feel confident that you're gonna um, have a chance to win. Right. So it shouldn't be any different for Corbin Burns just because he's capable of being better than that doesn't mean that you should hold him to, you know, an unrealistic standard. Agreed. Um, so the thing that really hurt Corbin Burns today, I shouldn't say today, last Wednesday was not the walks this time, but it was the hits. And a lot of it was soft contact, which is kind of a, a shitty thing to get beat by, mm-hmm. but it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Cousins pitched a scoreless inning. Um, Trevor McGill also pitched a scoreless inning. Um, mm-hmm. Kept it at a three-run game to keep you in it. So, you know, it might not be, you know, high leverage pitching with a lead, but not allowing your opponent to grow the lead when it's still within striking distance is still something worth noting. True. Um, Owen Miller was on base four times in this game. That's a lot. Three hits and a walk. Tyrone Taylor was actually on base three times this game. He had two hits and a walk. Um, And you mentioned the 12 men left on base. Six of them were in scoring position. Eek. Yeah, so that, that, to your point, just not the big hit. um, Really just came down to not getting, stringing multiple hits together. Yep. Okay. So let's go to the Rays series. This is another tough one. Um, I would say probably the toughest series they've played the entire season so far, and I really don't think it's close, in my opinion. The Rays at home are absolutely unbelievable this year. Well, and then the fact of the matter is, is that you also go against Shane McClanahan, who's yeah. their best pitcher. Yeah. So you're talking like one of the best left-handed pitchers in all of baseball 
in his home park with the best team in baseball. And we, you know, the last couple of years, we suck against lefties. Let's just call it what it is, right? Oh, yeah. And I mean, you're talking <laughs> about Adrian Hauser making his second start. Right. Since returning from injury when he was going to be expected to be a bullpen pitcher. Uh, you're talking about all the injuries that the Brewers have to their, you know, their rotation, their position players. Right. I mean, yeah, going into Tampa Bay after losing two out of three to St. Louis is a tough spot to be in. But what's up to you from the first game against the Rays? Oh, you brought him up, but Adrian Hauser, man, he was he was fantastic. You know, and like you like you said, you 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 set up the platform perfectly for me. You got you got the best team in baseball. You're in Tampa Bay. I mean, we've been a we've been an incon- inconsistent team overall, but very inconsistent on the road. You don't know what version of the Brewers you're getting on the road. Yeah, that's fair. And I'm not trying to dog them. Like I'm just trying to be honest. I mean, it is what it is. Um, Opportunity. Uh, Joel Alpiamps. I mean, he was fantastic as well. Uh, Strzelecki was was good. He gave up the one run, which sucks. But it's like you give up one run, one yeah. run, like that that shouldn't burn you, but it did. You know, shouldn't to be lose an this one, either, one to opinion. zero. And oh, God, I just can't get this, these damn images out of my head of what freaking Rowdy Teles struck out on. I'm like, grow up, dude. Like really, <laughs> and then Tyrone Taylor decides to swing at one that is basically wearing the same jersey as him like what what are you doing you're not doing anything with that dude he's lucky it didn't hit him in the hands he really is it, it was you know on the pitch I and mean, i know i don't know how accurate that is you know probably not very accurate right the the little logo on on the tv right? right but that sucker was way out of the zone way up towards his face it's like you're in that situation and i understand like the you know the, the adrenaline's got to be pumping but like dude you're a professional athlete. You've been in these situations your entire life. High school, you know, which apparently was featured in some She's the Man, which I just learned on Monday. I don't know why I know that now. <laughs> and then and the Brewers trivia team for that. Yeah, thank you for that. I don't want to know that, but I do now. And you've 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 done this stuff in the minors, you've been coached up, you've been in the professionals for how long? And I cannot believe that they swing at that stuff. I really can't. And I just can't get that image out of my head of thinking like. Imagine how good it would have felt to beat the Rays at home after losing two out of three to the Cardinals. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. Again, an 0 for 9 in runners in scoring position, 8 left on base. So we're now 0 for 18, you know, and I'm just going off this week. So I took just Wednesday to Wednesday. So far, we're 0 for 18 on the road, runners in scoring position. Mm, That's tough. So – I will say on those two at bats specifically, I understand Tyrone Taylor's a little bit more just because from everything that I've seen over all the games that I've watched and um, content that I've taken in is the, it's hard to lay off high fastballs because they look like they're really good when they're coming in and then you swing under them. So I get that a little bit. And Tyrone Taylor was on base three times the day before. So like it is what it is. Um, yeah, Taylor brought up Rowdy Pelez being really funny to watch when he's mic'd up. <laughs> um, so I will say, bottom of the first inning, Adrian Hauser, just five pitches to get the first two outs. It took 10 pitches to get Randy Rose Arena out, but he won the battle and got a one, two, three first inning. Um, I remember you texted me that, by the way. What's that? 
I remember you. Te- I remember yeah. you texting me that. By That's because I like a lot of times when I text you stuff, it's like stuff that I want to remember to put in my notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so top of the second inning, Willie Adamas and Darren Ruff both single. Uh, Willie Adamas was thrown out at third, trying to tag up. Uh, bottom of the second, Adrian Hauser goes another one, two, three inning. Bottom of the third inning, uh, Brewers get a big double play on a grounder, um, a grounder to first base. Um, and then Willie Adamas charging directly at the runner in the rundown. That's textbook rundown defense for Willie Adamas to run at the runner and not to just throw the ball in one direction or the other, but to keep running at the runner to get the ball closer to the runner. That's mm-hmm. textbook baseball. I think they said it during the broadcast, but anybody that wants to teach your kids anything about baseball, if you're coming towards a runner, like just run at him with the ball in your hand. That's, like I said, absolutely textbook by Willie mm-hmm. Adamas. Um, after that, bottom of the fourth, Tyrone Taylor got another outfield assist, got a throw out at third base. Adrian Hauser, I mean, really, you said it, he was fantastic. Six mm-hmm. innings pitched, did give up four hits and a walk, but four strikeouts and no runs. It's really yeah. encouraging to see him getting better. Yes. Um, I will say as far as the Brewers batting, the Brewers put a few balls on the warning track, but just didn't get it down or over the fence. Yeah. That's really how it felt. Uh, you mentioned Piams. He had a one, two, three, seventh. Top of the eighth, Owen Miller extended his streaks to 20 on base and 11 for his hits. Got to third base, was stranded there. And then Wait, the bottom of the eighth uh, goes hit by pitch, uh, bad throw and pick attempt on the steal at second base. Um, that's either got to be a better throw from William Contreras or Willie Adamas has to just recognize, like, hey, this game is 0 0. Um, Trying to pick this ball is less important than making sure this runner doesn't get farther than second base. True. Because the next batter that came up, the the guy wasn't really trying to hit the ball. He was literally just trying to lay the bat out there to get it to the outfield some way, somehow. And he did exactly that. Got a fly out. And I got to say, for that to be maybe four or five steps short of the warning track, can we let it go that Christian Yell shouldn't try to throw that guy out? Like, can we just be realistic about that? Like, for as, the amount of time that people spend complaining about Christian Yelich's arm, then you want to complain that he's not trying to make some rocket arm throw like you want to Cespedes? I mean, one guy's got to travel 90 feet, and one guy has a ball that has to travel over 300 feet. So, that's all I'm saying. If he had a great arm, like, sure. But, I mean, really all you're asking for, if Christian Yelich does that, is for him to hurt his shoulder. That's the last thing we need is another Christian Yelich injury. True. He wasn't throwing the guy out. There's really no sense in trying to make, you know, a throw that gets there two steps after the guy just for him to score anyways. That's true. So, just, in my opinion, just be a little bit realistic about it. Uh, top of the ninth, the Brewers got Winker on. Um, they put Terang to pinch run for him. He got to third base, and then that's where those two really ugly at-bats happened from Rowdy and Tyrone Taylor. Uh, I will give credit to Darren Ruff. He was two for two with a walk, and that was the only walk that the Brewers drew in the first game against the Rays. It was Darren Ruff. So, second game, Eric Lower got in a lot of trouble leaving, leaving pitches over the plate, getting behind in counts. Uh, both of the first two home runs that Tampa Bay hit were with two outs. So, being hurt with two out home runs. Um, 
Top of the third, Owen Miller did hit a solo shot that extended his on base to 23 games, or sorry, 21, and his hit streak to 12 games, and it broke a 23 inning scoreless stretch for the Brewers. Thank um, God. <laughs> yes. Um, also in the top of the third inning, only the third time that Bryce Terang was caught stealing. So I'm really not mad at that either, mm-hmm. uh, especially where the game before the Brewers lost by one run. True. Well, trying to manufacture runs with the base running and the speed, which is what the Brewers were doing a lot early in the season. Um, and it's something they really miss with Garrett Mitchell being hurt. Uh, I don't fault Bryce Terang at all for trying to make those plays. Uh, bottom of the third inning, we got an Owen Miller web gem at third base. Um, so he's really just doing it all in the month yeah. of May for the Brewers. He really, really is. Um, Mr. May. <laughs> yeah, right. Um Top of the fourth inning, Jesse Winker just missed a home run, just missed having his first home run as a brewer. And then uh, Brian Anderson got a hold of one after that. Um, after a Willie Adamas single, that made the game 4-3. to three. Tampa Bay got a run back in the bottom of the fourth. That made it 5-3, to three. followed by a double and a single, which made it 6-3. to three. And Lauer was – this was the thing. So I mentioned this, that Lauer was behind a lot of batters. Of the 17 batters that he faced, he was behind in the count to 12 of them. Not good. So it's essentially two-thirds of batters that you're facing, a little more than two-thirds of batters you're facing, where they are in a hitter's count. That, to me, more so than velocity or location, is reasons why Eric Lauer is getting in trouble. Maybe he becomes predictable at that point, you know what I mean? That's what I'm yeah, that's what I'm saying. You get yeah. a little predictable when you're you know, you're sitting 3-1 and the guy knows you have to try to throw a strike or something close to the zone. Right. And then at that point you don't have a 97-98 mile an hour fastball, you have a 93-94 mile an hour fastball. Yeah, and that that's when you're pumping it up there, right? Cuz he's not really a power pitcher. He's more right. of a he's a technician guy, so him being behind, that's a big deal. Right. And that's where I think Eric Lauer has gotten into some home run trouble is when he's behind and counts. Yeah. So, uh, Bryce Wilson in relief, two good innings. Um, and then Jake Cousins, he's got a great slider. He just needs to keep it under control. His his slider is so good. It just needs to be under control. That's really all it is, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jesse Winker ejection, so dumb. Yeah, for real. What the hell was that? I don't know. Like, 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 I like how he ejects him, and then he listens to him. Like, what? Why? Why right. can't you, like what he, he, he's he not uneject him? Like, he's not being like demonstrative or like coming at you crazy. Like, why can't you? Why can't they just listen to them talk? Be like, listen, man, I thought it was this. I thought it was this. At the end of the day, you have the ruling, right? right. So why not just give them that space? No, nope. make them feel gone. welcome. Yeah, like baseball umps are. This is the reason why I say they're the worst because they're. I feel like their feelings get hurt faster. Like everybody gets on NBA refs, but do you understand? Like people complain about NBA refs, right? Do you understand that they listen to people saying, make the goddamn call, make the goddamn call about 7,000 times a game. And then they're getting it from the fans. NBA refs take a beating. And yes, they may be the most inconsistent, but it's also a fast game. And it's, and we, they don't have, you know, replay every time they, that there's a close call. It's right. only when there's a challenge. You know what I mean? Right. But 
God damn, man. Baseball umps are just some big ass babies, in my opinion. It's and it's a, a lot of times it feels like a power grab type situation, too. Yeah. It's just it's welcome to the ump show kind of thing. It's I hate it. It's so dumb. It's just like uh expanding and contracting the strike zone, just seemingly at will and not really with any rhyme or reason. Right. Like that irritates the shit out of me. Like it happened oh. last night. And I was getting annoyed. Like Christian Yelich gets a like a strike call that's like four inches inside, and then I'm watching like the next four innings, and it's not being called any more times for either team. It's like, what the hell? You just felt like making that one really shitty call. Yeah, Yelich ended up at later in the game. Might have been the eighth inning, but it was like right under his knees, like right on the corner, and they didn't call it a strike. And I'm expecting them to call that a strike. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie to you. Like in that situation, I'm like. They're going to call it, like, really close. Like, they're going to be, you know, nitty nit, nitty about everything. It's like, I don't understand on players. They're my least favorite refs, easily. Yeah, and it's it's that thing where then when umpires are calling strike zones like that, that that's in the mind of the hitter. Like, okay, I have to expand my strike zone now yeah. and swing at pitches that are a little bit outside of where I would like to be swinging at because I think yeah. that's normally, you know, outside the zone. But because this umpire is being a dick today, I have to try to swing at pitches like that, and that's when you end up with 13 strikeouts in a game. Yeah, true that. True that. Um, on the subject of Christian Yelich, he did hit a high single uh, that just fell in the middle of everybody. That made the game 8-4. to four. So, I mean, the Brewers got, you know, they, they scored four runs, so they got the scoreless streak uh, out of the way. But mm-hmm. uh, what's up to you from the second game of that Rays series? Uh, well, I won't lie. The, the first thing, you know, I turn it on. I'm watching on FS1 because Brewers don't get on there very often. And I'm like, ah, I'm excited. Brewers are on national television. And then it's Eric Lauer. And I'm like, come on, buddy. Like, you need a, you need like a, a 2022 yeah. Eric Lauer start. Right. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. I need you to be great. I know you have it in you. And the Rays are just good. Okay. The Rays. what well, They're did, currently well, the best. But, yes, I agree with you. Was it the – I think it was this game where they tied, like, for third most all-time of home runs through, like, 47 games or whatever. I think they tied, like, the Cardinals or something like that. But I did not catch that stat. So They had, like – they have, like, 89 home runs or whatever in, like, 47 games. Mm-hmm. This is, like, really 89 or 90. It, that's so dumb. They had the they, most in Major League Baseball by, like, 10 at that point. Yeah, dude, they, they hit everything. They hit it really far, and then their pitching is really good. Like, they have a t- – they lead the majors in, in – shutouts and strikeouts and their pitching is just domination their hitting is domination they're they're hitting their peak right now yeah the rays are hitting their peak right now which yep. like good for them right they're really good at home but like we got to go all the way to october guys so right. just saying um, if it's sustainable the rays are going to win the world series honestly right right like nobody's sustain the way they are now and don't have any injuries which i wouldn't hope for but Right. Then, yeah, then they're clearly the best. But, you know, we, we got some things out of the way that I think we're good. You know, Brian Anderson, this is where I think he started to turn the corner. He got a got a home run. Smoke that, baby, by the way. Smoke that. Uh, Owen Miller, home run in the third inning, which you, you already mentioned. But he just stayed hot. You love to see it. That's something that the Brewers definitely need. In a mm-hmm. time when they're going – the Brewers are going through their, their August – right now <laughs> which right. usually is their august where they start to not hit and they they start to lose a bunch of games and you know the we give up the lead in the division and blah 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 now we're gonna hit our stride it's, it's gonna be like 
it, it, we're going to, we're going to get hot now. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. So I feel like we got all that stuff out of the way. Uh, cousins. I agree with a slider and ah, who the hell was it? Was it Bill Schroeder last night? Uh, there was a hanging slider and he said, they call them cement mixers because they spin, but they don't move. <laughs> and I was like, Oh man, that's brilliant, dude. Honestly, to be in like, a baseball like bullpen and just hear all like the stuff that they say would be fantastic, dude. Like all the nicknames they have for stuff. Like God, would that ever be a dream? I hate. Okay. Just while we're on the subject of nicknames of things, I hate that they call the slider curveball combination a sweeper. Yeah. What's wrong with slurve? Yeah. Slider curve. Everybody knew what it meant. Yeah. Why do we need to change the name to sweeper? That makes more sense than calling it a slurve. Slurve sounds better because it's slider curve. Makes perfect sense. Definitely sounds way cooler. Like I throw a slurve, like that guy. That, that guy sounds, gets that girls. Sounds dirty. That sounds dirty, like a pitch that nobody can hit. Yeah, that guy gets girls. That's all I know. <laughs> he hits dingers and he throws a slurve. That's all I know. <laughs> That's how I feel. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, Lauer, I think he's the guy that you got to. You have to switch with the. How the Adrian Hauser role you have to put him in the bullpen for a little bit, get his confidence back up, maybe just allow him to to work a few innings here and there. Um, that that's just he, what he did really well him. his first bullpen appearance, and he pitched basically what he would pitch in a starting appearance. So I mean, if you can do something like that, like I'm I'm all for it. It's right. just right now the Brewers don't have that luxury with yeah. what four starters on the injured list. Yeah, three of them what currently. The yeah, right. <laughs> four, four of them one, currently. One being Brandon Woodruff, who is one of the best starting pitchers in baseball. Right. So you're talking Woodruff, Miley, Lauer, and Ashby. That's four guys who you figured were going to be in your starting six. No. Yeah. That are not currently available for you. <laughs> Tough going. All right. What's it up to you in the third game of the Rays series? Well, first of all, we freaking won. Thank Jesus. God yeah. damn. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, well, Willie Damas gave us the first lead in this series with a home run in the first inning. Yeah. And I was feeling so good after that. And I know I know that home run was massive. And people are getting on Willie Damas right now. But that guy comes up big for us. Okay? He comes up big for us in a lot of ways. Defense, you know, hitting hitting with power. He's, he's still a very good player. Let's not I would that. argue – on the subject of Willie Adamas, this this uh, home run did come on the two-year anniversary of his being traded. Mm-hmm. Uh, we observed Willie Adamas Day on 522. That was when he made his debut. But mm-hmm. uh, I would argue on the subject of Willie Adamas that he is the most important player in the Brewers' dugout as well. Oh, really? Like personality-wise and mm-hmm. stuff? I'm okay with that. I'm not going to argue that. Um. On top of that, Anderson added to the RBIs. Telez got two of them, a home run. Uh, Contreras absolutely launched a two-run shot. That was very nice to see. He needed that, I feel like. Yeah. Um, Yelly got a stolen base. And Peralta was okay. He was okay. Six innings pitch, five hits, three walks, three earned runs, four Ks. That's okay for, for yeah. Freddie. That's that's what I. That's kind of like the bare minimum. What I like, I'm okay with with Freddie allowing. Uh, Piamps was absolutely tremendous. Strzelecki was 
Very good again, even though he gave up one earned run. But Devin Williams with two walks, zero earned runs. How the hell does he do that all the time? That's a serious question. How does he do that all the time? Um, th- this game, they were two for 12. Uh, they were one for five in the in the 48 game. So they were three for 35 runners in scoring position on the road. And then you look back and you're like, yeah, we – but they didn't. They didn't really get killed. Like they lost the game three to zero. They lost the game one to zero. They won a game six to four, and they lost the game four to eight. You change a couple of those pitches in the four to eight game, we could have two wins. Right. Well, and I mean, you just you know play a little more fundamental defense in the yeah. first game, and maybe you win that one one to zero instead of losing it one to zero. Yeah, think about that, man. Jeez. So the thing with this is looking at Freddie Peralta. Uh, in the bottom, so yeah, the bottom of the fourth inning, uh, the three-run home run came with two guys on base who both reached on walks. Mm. And this is a stat that I was personally hurt by. But opponents are batting 353 against Freddie Peralta when Freddie Peralta is behind in the count. Holy shit. That's that's rough. It's not great. That is Darren Ruff. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so you mentioned William Adams getting the scoring started. Bottom of the second, the Rays did get a couple base runners, but Freddie ended the inning with a strikeout. Um, top of the third inning, a couple more runners stranded. Um, bottom of the third inning, Freddie Peralta got a one-two-three, which was good. Top of the fourth inning, uh, Darren Ruff had a nice opposite field double. He's a guy I felt that could have been an underrated performer. Um, yeah. Just didn't have a ton of playing time over the last week. Um, and then Rowdy Tere- Rowdy Telez hit a monster home run to straightaway center field. Um, and then the bottom of the fourth inning, that's where Freddie Peralta got hurt by those walks and those home runs that made the game 3-3. Three to three. Top of the fifth inning is where Owen Miller extended his streak. 22 games on base and 13 hits. And then Wilson Contreras, he got in the head, ahead in the count. 2-0 pitch, hit another laser home run to straightaway center field, 111.9 miles an hour off the bat. It got out of there quick, man. It was, yeah, that was a rocket. Christian <laughs> Yelich followed that up with a ground rule double. That was a nice pull. So Christian Yelich, I think one of the things that we haven't talked about a lot is Christian Yelich using all fields. Yeah. He's doing very, very well at that. And I'm going to give credit to the Astros at some point today, but it does also go as credit to Christian Yelich. Um. Rays put Rowdy Telez on an intentional walk, and then Brian Anderson follows it with a single on the first pitch that scored Christian Yelich. Um, that was with two outs. Both of those with two outs. Uh, that made the game six to three. Bottom of the fifth, Freddie Peralta rebounded well through some really good curveballs. Bottom of the sixth ended in a double play. Uh, the Rays runner got caught at first base by not paying attention. This is something that I know they gave credit to Willie Adamas during the broadcast. But for him to make it look like there was going to be a play at second base Dude. to get the runner to dive into second, and then Dude. the Brewers were able to get a double play out of it, that that is such an underrated thing, is to be able to fake out a runner and catch a runner sleeping, looking at fielders and not at the ball. Dude, that was an amazing play. Amazing. I was like, no way he fell for that, dude. That's a like grown a man. ball trick level trickery for real <laughs> so i wanted to give willie adamas credit for that even though i know they did during the broadcast but 
seriously, to be able to pull that off and to catch somebody on it and get an ending inning double play out of it, that's that's very, very good stuff by yeah. Willie Thomas. Seventh inning, Joel Piams pitched a scoreless inning like he does. Uh, bottom of the eighth <laughs> inning, Joey Weimer. Dude, seriously, he catches everything. Yeah. Everybody's going to remember the one obvious exception. Uh, obvious exception. But I'm just going to go back to saying it. But Joey Weimer catches everything. Um, <laughs> shows the wheels catching a fly out in, the, in center field. Um, Randy Rosarina reached on a hit by pitch. Kind of questionable, I guess. It's hard to tell if it hit his hand or the bat just because he's holding, he's got like the wrap, the pinky wrap around the knob of the bat. So it makes it hard for it to have hit the end of the bat, but it, it is what it is. Uh, he stole second base, scored on a flare single. Uh, that's the the one run that Peter Strzelecki gave up that you mentioned. And then Devin Williams came in for a four-out save. Um, really- Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Really tough grounder to end the eighth inning, but Owen Miller made the play on it. Bobbled the ball a little bit. Threw to second. Bryce Durang made a nice stretch to get the play at second. Um, wanted to give credit to Bryce Terang uh, for stretching to make that play. Bottom, or sorry, top of the ninth inning, Owen Miller let off with a double, uh, thrown out on Christian Yelich's ground ball. You know, it is what it is, but just Owen Miller getting another hit like he does. Um, that seems like all Owen Miller does is get hits and play good defense. Yeah, um, that's okay. Taylor said Joey wheels Weimer. I'm, I'm here for it. Um, bottom of the ninth inning, this is one of those things that makes Craig Council my underrated performer of the week. Brian Anderson gets moved to third base, and the first batter, Diaz, the leadoff hitter, I believe, yep. hits a ground ball up the third baseline. Dude's got wheels. Brian Anderson bare hands it on two hops and throws the dude out at first base by half a step. A rocket, by the way. Freaking rocket. All he throws is rockets. The dude's got a cannon. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got a stat on a Willie Adamas put out in one of these games, too. But dude's also got a rocket. That's fair. That's fair. So Brewers win to end the series in Tampa Bay, and then they come home to face the defending champions. And so this is what I'm going to say, because we were in attendance for this game. Like Alex and I go to, to walk to the team store for a little bit, and the Brewers are down 5-1. to one, And I'm like, okay, you know, it's it doesn't feel like the game was out of reach at that point. Mm-hmm. When it was 2-1, to one, Still felt like anybody's game when it was five to one. I'm like, all right, you know, we get a couple hits, you know, we put up a big inning or something, you know, get back in the game. Mm-hmm. And we come back and it went from five to one to ten to one. And after it was that not point, fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. After that point, what I really felt was let this be one of those games where a team wins big and the Brewers still win the series. That's how I feel when these games happen. You know, you let a team score a whole bunch on you. It's the same way I felt when the Cardinals beat the Brewers uh, 18 to 1. I'm like, all right, you know, let them have their day, forget about it, come back, try to win the next two. That's the way I felt about this game as well. Um, 
Corbin Burns pitched just five innings, gave up seven hits, five earned runs, two walks, and five strikeouts. Now, this is where I want to say something about Corbin Burns, and it pisses me off. Because people say that after a game like this, oh, Corbin Burns is checked out. You can tell by the look in his eyes that he doesn't, you know, he doesn't care. For a guy to be on the level of Corbin Burns, to be pitching at Major League Baseball, to have won a Cy Young, to be at that level of competition, to you for you to insinuate that the guy doesn't care, that's bullshit in my opinion. It's and problem, when we get to today's game, you can see when Willie Adamas hits his home run, was the first guy to greet him. Yeah, and Willie was a little terrified. Let's just call it. Yeah, Corbin, Corbin Burns looked a little too excited to give him to give him the home run spankings for it. <laughs> but Corbin Burns is in the bullpen having fun with his teammates and being a good teammate. Nope, he's checked out. Nope, checked out. Nope, he's check checked out. out in May, bro. Doesn't he's care. checked out in May. Think yeah. about that. When a guy is literally pitching to get paid. That's like that's like Love has a bad, let's say, week four. He has a bad week four, throws a really bad interception. He goes on the sideline and like he's just like telling everybody, like, give him a second. People in Pakistan's being like, he's checked out. Checked out. Dude, we have 14 more weeks, you psychopaths. <laughs> what the hell? You think he's checked out? Yeah. I just got here. I was offended that people were saying that he was checked out after what his sixth start, seventh start. Come on, man. For a dude that's on the level of competition of Corbin Burns. If he goes seven dominant starts in a row, people are like, what are you going to say then? Oh, he's still checked out. Might have to issue an apology for him. No, then after that, they'll switch to Adonacio and be like, should have paid him. Yep. That's very true, actually. So some other guys got some bullpen work. You know, it is, is what it is. Astros kind of rolled up the score on him a little bit, snowballed uh, with the Grand Slam. But Owen Miller's streaks also came to an end, but he did make some really nice plays at third base. Um, that's, you know, that's really all I had to say about, about the first game of the Astros series because I really did just feel like, all right, it's a game to forget. We'll get ready for the next two and try to take the series. That's really how I feel after games like that. So they scored 12 runs on us, correct? Yep. We scored 12 runs on them as well. Yep. Guess what? We won two out of the three. So, yep, I have that down on the bottom oh, of my page as well. 12 to 12, right there. Yep, I have that on the bottom of my page as well. written next to it. We won two out of three. I don't give a shit. Beat the hell out of us. The Astros fans in front of us were having a great time. We met a very nice family from Philadelphia who were covering as Brewers fans. Don't know what that was about. Didn't ask. Didn't care. They were nice to me. Don't and ask, don't tell, whatever. The... <laughs> The mom was just like, you guys are too nice. If he did that stuff in Philly, he'd be covered in beer. And I looked at that lady, and I'm just like, lady, I got to go to work. It doesn't matter. I still got to take care of my house. It doesn't matter. We still got to play a game tomorrow. If you, we win that one, I don't care about today. You told Why me would that. I, let the that moment, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. You told me that about the Philly fan thing, and I'm like, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Didn't surprise me either, but I, I don't know, man. The, the people and I, I was talking to the the son that was there. He looked like he was about our age, probably probably a couple years younger. But he was like, "Man, that would never happen in Philly, man." And he was telling me all this stuff that happens in Philly, and I'm just like, I'm trying. I'm like acting shocked 
right? But then <laughs> at the same time, I'm just like, all of this makes a lot of sense. That me. tracks. Yep, that tracks. Yeah. Yep, that tracks. Yep. Yep. That's probably a fact. I know well, you're not well, lying about that, that one. Like, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, well, Philadelphia, I know I could survive there. I would just keep my head down and not talk to anybody. That's kind of how you have to survive in that city. But yeah. I mean, the Astros fans that were sitting in front of us, there were a lot of Astro fans there, which two of them were pretty nice, actually. And actually, the, the guy that was screaming, the, well, honestly, the ones in front of us weren't bad. Like, we, we joked around with them. Like, they still had a good time. You know, is what it is. Who cares, man? We can make, we made jokes. They laughed. We, we talked to them. It's not a big deal, man. It's just a game at the end of the day. Right. Don't let it take over your mind. It's one loss. Okay. It sucked. We were there. Right. Uh, a little bit part of me kind of felt like it rained on our parade a little bit, but I wasn't I wasn't going to have that be the end result of what was overall a fantastic right. experience. And here's the thing. And Taylor said there's a lot of people that travel to see all the ballparks, which is true. Um, yeah, but you, you could thing. still wear Philly stuff if you're a Phillies fan. Right. That's like it's like it's like that weird thing where you're at like a uh like a Packers Bears game and a dude walks by in a Kobe Bryant jersey. It's like what the f- fuck do you remember god it was like the heat versus the spurs like one of the years that they played and there was a guy wearing a steph curry jersey like in the sea of white when they did used to do the whiteouts or whatever in miami and it was like that's at that least guy- the same sport but like i'm watching the brewers and cubs play and a guy walks by in an aaron Rodgers jersey it's like that's what you chose to wear today i hate when people wear packer stuff okay the cheese head is acceptable because the first ever cheese right. head was worn at a brewers game right as well but when you wear Packer stuff or like Buck stuff to a brewer, like you're telling me you don't have one brewer shirt. Wear a polo. One. It's it, it's weird to me wearing a different sport, different team yeah. jersey, more so than it would be if you just wore like a plain white t-shirt. I agree with that. I 100% agree with that, dude. You don't have a hat. Like you have no Brewers hats. Like, come on, man. I don't believe that. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, and we'll we'll post we'll post pictures of us from the game, um, and and some of the stuff that we we have there. Which reminds me, I have a might be in here actually. Nope, it's not in here. It is where did I put it? Somewhere I got it somewhere. I don't know where I put it. I have a bag. Of like 10 gajillion stickers. So if anybody wants Wisco Fanatics and Mental Health America stickers, somewhere in here I have like a stack this big of big ones, a stack this big of little ones, and another stack this big of other kinds of little ones that I can send to anybody who wants to kind of help spread the word. Um Taylor's got a bunch and a can koozie. We did run out of can koozies because we vigorously gave those away to anybody we yeah. could find. I was basically <laughs> shoving them in people's pockets at one point. <laughs> Take can that guy's got a can. He needs a can koozie for it. So that's <laughs> pretty much how Monday went. But yeah, definitely a great experience. Um, and let's move on to let's move on to last night's game. Let's oh, start using that one. Sweet, sweet victory. Oh, feels so good. Okay, SpongeBob. <laughs> I knew you were going to get it. I was like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. So first things first, front row Amy makes an appearance. Feel good right away, dude. Feel that so good. That would be the first thing that you mentioned. 
dude, it it mattered. Okay, it mattered. Okay, just listen. Second thing, the Brewers, I felt like at the plate, were doing good swings on good counts. They were waiting for their pitch. As, All because of the cleavage, right? You never know, dude. That's all I'm saying. You never know. Anyway, it would definitely help me. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be serious now. <laughs> I really I really wrote that down. <laughs> what an asshole. But anyways. <laughs> Whatever. Good as long swings. as you didn't write down the joke that I made on Monday. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I remember it. It was very good. But uh, <laughs> good swings on good counts. I feel like the Brewers were much more patient at the plate after the ass whooping that we took on Monday. He says old perp as a major. I'm not old, man. I'm 30 years old, man. It's not old. old. No. You're old. Here's the thing I'm going to say. Colin Ray, you want to talk about a guy who has some goddamn timing? Yeah. We we needed somebody to be an alpha and be like, listen, boys, we're about to do this damn thing, okay? Hop on my back for today. Dude, and he absolutely delivered. Five and a third. I had a really, really hard time not picking him. Like, honestly, if if Adrian Hauser wasn't good today, I would have picked Colin Ray. No lie. But the the pure timing of him putting in this kind of outing and getting a win against the Astros team that was on an eight-game win streak, nine-game, eight-game, four hits, zero earned runs against that lineup. They rake, by the way. Two yep. walks and four Ks. Like, dude. Now, let's go go to Joel Alpiamps. Two-thirds innings pitch. He comes in for Colin Ray in the sixth inning. Absolutely shuts shit down. The hell out of here. Right? They bring in Piguero. He shuts shit down. The hell out of here. Shrisaki comes in. You, you, you one guy get on base because I walked one of you. The rest of you, sit your ass down. And then Bryce Wilson comes in and come on, man. Sit your ass down. We're gonna get a win today, dude. Felt, dude. I stayed up and I watched this entire game, and I was just like, dude. Yep. Because sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll like watch until like seventh inning, then I'll finish watching it the next day. I stayed up and watched this whole game because I was like, dude, they're gonna turn a corner today. They're gonna get on fire. I feel it, dude. We got the Giants coming in, dude. It's gonna be good. Let me talk about Joey Weimer's home run. Second dude. longest home run. <laughs> yeah, he smushed it. Second longest home run of the year for a Brewer. Four hundred and thirty feet. You, can you guess who has the longest home run? Do you Rowdy. know? Oh, you don't know this one? The one Brewers question you don't know out of all of them? I mean, I gotta, I can't just like collect 100% of the stats and leave you with nothing to say. Dude, your nickname and one of the chats is an encyclopedia for a goddamn reason, okay? <laughs> it is Kristen Yelich. I, I thought that was my movie note, my movie quote uh, knowledge. It's everything, okay? Just stop it. <laughs> Kristen Yelich has a 433 foot home run. Suck on that, haters. I he has the that. most hits on the team. He has the longest home run on the team. He gets on base all the time. He plays really good defense. And he hands out burgers, okay? Or chicken sandwiches yeah. or whatever yeah. the hell he does. Now, I just want to go over a few stats before you get going here, real quick. So, Brewers are below average in hard hit percentage and exit velocity. It's very close, though. Milwaukee, 38% on hard hit percentage. The league average is 39.5. It's not horrible. That's definitely room to grow. Opportunity, right? Yep. Then you talk about exit velocity. Milwaukee is at 87.8. The league average is 89. So really, you're not terrible. You're right there. 
They are so literally right one percent and one mile per hour right under the league average. Now, this is the one that really like suck at haters. Nine Milwaukee Brewers have had a, over 100 plate appearances. Only one Milwaukee Brewer has over 40 hits. Christian freaking Yelich, and that is accurate as of right now after a four nothing win versus the Astros because Brian Anderson is second with 39. Only one Milwaukee Brewer over 40 hits. And all you guys want to do is bitch about him. I'm sick and tired of it. Might have to put out a Christian Yelich apology for him. Yeah, please. I'll, I'll give him. I'll give him the rest of May. So I'll give him one more week to to finish the month strong. But yeah, yeah it might be time. It's time for sure. So you brought up, <clears throat> um, you brought up the the Joey Weimer home run, dude. The ball just flies off his bat. Mm. Like I think it's. I feel like it's because he swings so hard so fast. That, like, once the ball, like, once he finishes his swing, the ball is just, like, way gone. So that's how I felt about that. Uh, Top of the first inning, it was really funny because all the guys were giving him shit in the dugout. Uh, Rowdy Telez gets a ground ball hit right to him with two outs, and he turns and makes the throw to second base like he's going to try to start a 3-6-3 double play. And he gets the out at second base, not realizing that that was the third out, and all he had to do was take two steps to his left. And step on first base. <laughs> so Rowdy Telez is going for a four-out inning. Everybody in the dugout was giving him shit, which was hilarious. <laughs> um, bottom of the first, Christian Yelich had a leadoff single, was stranded there. Um, Colin Ray ends the top of the second in a double play. Uh, Terang barehanded the relay like a stud. Like it wasn't like a hard throw or anything, or like a super necessary play, but it's just one of those things. Like just a little bit of swagger injected into the team. By doing stuff like that. Gotta have it, dude. You don't have to have it all the time either. It's not something where you need to play arrogant, but right. doing it just a little bit and just kind of rubbing up against that line where like confident like confident and cocky meet, mm-hmm. like that's where you want to be. I agree with that. Um, so you know, Bryce Terang making that barehanded relay. Um, when he didn't necessarily have to, but like I said, I felt like it was a good time to to inject a little bit of swagger to the team. So I wanted to actually point that out. Mm-hmm. Bottom of the second inning, Owen Miller started a new streak. Top of the third inning, Willie Adamas made a really nice pick at shortstop, like what he should have done in the Rays game when, when William Contreras threw that throw to second base. Basically the exact same thing. He's down on one knee, looking to his left, glove down, picks the ball, 88 miles an hour to first base. Willie Adamas throw. Damn. Pretty damn good. <laughs> um, after that, an infield single and a walk uh, gave the Astros first and second with two outs. And Adrian Hauser gets – or sorry, Colin Ray gets down 3-0 to Jordan Alvarez, one of the best young hitters in the game, gets him to pop up on a 3-0 count. That's great work by Colin Ray. Yeah, uh, and if you want to tell if a guy's a good hitter, give him the green light on 3-0. That's all I'm going to say. Only good hitters get the green light on 3-0. That's fair. I I feel like I'd rather wait for one strike. I feel like 3-1 is a better I better agree. call. Because you because um, the pitcher's still feeling the pressure, you know what right. I mean? At the 3-0 count, it's usually kind of just like throw him something close to the zone and sweet see if he swings at junk. Yeah. Cuz like otherwise, you know, you're not especially depending on the hitter, I should say. I agree. Like yeah. Jordan Alvarez, I feel like is one of those guys where you throw him something kind of close just to see if he swings at it. But like you don't want to throw him a meatball just because you're down 3 0. 
Right, right. I'd rather just walk you at that point. Uh, true. Um, then was the was the Joey Weimer home run, and Willie Adamas, dude, hit a moonshot, like <sighs> like two sections foul. Yep. Like just barely foul, but people are you know harping on his batting average after the game, even though he hit basically two almost home runs, one 10 feet foul and one two feet short of going over the wall. But, you know, people would just rather bitch about his batting average even after a team wins, which baffles me. You know, it's the we try to find positive takeaways after losses, but people try to find negative takeaways after wins. It's just a waste of energy, in my opinion. But <laughs> bottom of the fourth inning, Owen Miller, another hit, another single, stole second base, and um, gets a leadoff. Catcher tries to throw behind him at second base. The ball hits him as he's diving back. Rolls into center field, takes off for third base, and Jason Lane is at third at the third base coach wheeling him in, and he scores from second on a pass ball. Owen Miller is literally doing everything. He is literally doing everything. Like I can't think of anything else he could be doing. Like that that never happens. <laughs> no, not two bases worth. No, that never happens. And and of course it's Owen Miller, and I'm just like, first of all, he's fast. Second of all, of course. Taylor, I have brought that up. Taylor said the thing is he's not striking out as much and is walking more before people don't see that. Uh, I brought it up, I want to say, like two weeks ago. Um, I'm, I will look at right now to see if it's still the case, but at that point in time, he was leading the team in walks. Hmm. I'm going to pull it up right now just to see if he still is because um, I'm curious. But... Um, yeah, I think I got it right now. I got it. Uh, Willie Adamas has 22 yep. walks. And Brian Anderson has 21. And Rowdy Telez has 21. Christian Yelich has 18. So, yes, he is still leading the team in walks. Yep. He is he is leading the team in strikeouts, too. But, um, you know, I could look at his strikeout rate next week and see. Uh, I think he has the most at-bats on the team. Yeah, he's played every single game. Yeah. So it, it stands to make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so where was I? Owen Miller scored. Um, top of the sixth inning, Joey Weimer made a long run for the first out <sighs> into left center field. Shaded to um, the right, by the way. What's that? He was shaded to right field, and he ran yeah, my bitch. Yeah, yeah, on the right hand side of second base, went and caught a ball that Christian Yelich probably could have caught. Yeah, he said, "No, nah, boss." You yeah, he's like, "Yeah, I got it." He's like, "Save your legs for for running the bases." You're right. Um, which followed by a walk and a broken bat single. If Joey Weimer doesn't make that play, Houston's scoring a run, maybe two. Yeah, changes everything. Yes. Um, and then after that, that's when Piamps came came in for Colin Ray, who finished with five and a third innings, gave up four hits, two walks, did also have four strikeouts, but no earned runs. And Joel Piamps comes in, strikes a guy out on a fastball, ninety-seven point eight. That's the fastest fastball that he's thrown in twenty twenty-three. Ooh, I like it. And then he gets a strikeout on his slider, which is absolutely disgusting. Like, Joel Piamps has such a good slider. He showed it again today, and we'll get to that. But 
Yoel Piams, his slider is nasty. Absolutely nasty. Um, bottom of the sixth inning, that's when Willie Adamas, just a couple feet short of the wall, like guys on the warning track with his back up against the wall as he makes the catch. Just kind of one of those things. Um, top of the seventh, Elvis Aguero, like you mentioned, he had the one, two, three scoreless inning. Only took him 10 pitches to get through that seventh inning. He's kind of a boss too every once in a while, to be honest with you. He struggled in Monday's game, but he bounced back well in Tuesday's. Mm-hmm. So good on him to bounce back from that. Um, Peter Strzelecki, top of the eighth inning, goes strikeout, strikeout, walk, pop up. So a good bounce back from him as well. Uh, Joey, we, uh, not Joey, it's the JW that messes with me. Jesse Winker gets a hustle single. He hits a chopper right in front of the right in front of the pitcher's mound. It bounces off the pitcher's glove, and he beats the throw at first base. And it matters because with two outs, uh, Rowdy Telez gets a single after having a check swing call for a strike, which he didn't think was going to be the case. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be ball four. Just gets into a full count and just casually rips a single into the right center field gap, which Jesse Winker goes from first to third on. And then Brian Anderson on the first pitch that he sees, um, rips it into the left center gap with Tyrone Taylor inch running for Rowdy Colette, which is one of those masterclass moves by Greg Council that I wanted to bring up. I was going to bring up uh, – I can't believe Winker got an infield single. He has the second slowest sprint speed on the Brewers. <laughs> and he got an infield single. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, so Brian Anderson, first pitch, hits a gap shot double. That extended the game to 4-0. to Owen Miller followed it with a moonshot home run. Like, his wasn't a laser like some of the other ones we've seen recently. Like his was a moonshot to left field. That made the game 6 to nothing. I think he was the one where we get the cement, cement mixer comment. His sure. Home run. Um, so this was actually um, tweeted after the game. Owen Miller has seven career three-hit games. Oh, boy. Three of those seven have come in the last 12 days. Oh, my God. I knew it was going to be so dumb. Oh, my God. (laughs) The baseball Um, is this big for that guy right now. Yeah. Jeez. Dude's just got a tennis racket out there right now. (laughs) Dude, he's... He's not getting cheap hits, though, man. <laughs> Dude, I have the perfect analogy for Owen Miller right now. Have oh, you boy. seen the, the the episode of Looney Tunes, Baseball Bugs? Okay. And it's and it's the guys that are doing the conga around the bases, and then the guy goes to get a bat, and he goes and he chops down a tree, and he's holding a whole-ass tree. <laughs> and then he, he hits the home run that travels all the way to the, or to the Statue of Liberty. And that's Dude. Owen Miller right now. I will. Oh. I'm gonna find a screenshot of that episode, and I'm gonna I'm gonna screenshot that, and I'm putting Owen Miller right now. <laughs> you gotta tag him, dude. He's gonna love that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm so glad I remembered that. <laughs> it's so random. <laughs> <laughs> so, top of the ninth inning, Bryce Wilson uh, does what the Astros pitcher couldn't do: makes a nice play defensively for the first out, and finishes the game with a shutout. Um. Now, I have a couple Colin Ray stats to go with this game. Um, this was his last his last win as a starter before this game was July 1st, 2016. Oh, my God. It was the last time he pitched five or more scoreless innings since September 18th, 2015. 
My God. He had a couple years as a reliever in between there, but it's been a while since he's been as good as a starter as he has been for the Brewers, especially in this game. I like it. Uh, so I've I defended Colin Ray a little bit because I I believe he's got better stuff than he's shown that he's capable of recently, mm-hmm. and he showed it in this game. So Colin Ray making me kind of look good, but um, a guy making the Brewers look good, man, Adrian Hauser today. That dude, a stud. And I'm going to bring this up because it's going to come up again later in the game. But today's game, top of the first inning, Houston gets a couple of two-out base runners. Um, Jordan Alvarez reaches on a walk, and Kyle Tucker reaches on a single. Remember those names. Mm -hmm. Um, The Brewers get out of it. They didn't give up any runs. Um, Bottom of the first inning, Christian Yelich gets a leadoff double. On a 3-1 count, so getting ahead in the count. And then Willie Adamas hits an absolute rocket. The ball off that bat, just music to the ears. Like, he smacked that so perfectly. That was on a 1-0 count. So he was ahead in the count. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2-0 Brewers already. That one, 426 feet. Pretty damn good. I will take it. So, second inning. This is this is impressive on both teams. I'll give this one to both. Second inning, Hauser throws seven pitches. Belak throws six. 13 pitches for the entire second inning. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's no wonder this game ended in two hours and nine minutes. The yeah, fastest man, you, Brewer, <laughs> it's the you, fastest Brewer game since September 6, 2008. Ben Sheets and Jake Peavy were pitching against each other. Holy Jake Peavy blast from the past. Holy camoly. Oh, my. I feel like... 11 years old right now. Holy crap. I have like four of his cards for no reason. That you, uh, There's no reason for that. <laughs> I just have a bunch of – I bought a, a big giant box for like 50 cents when the store was closing, and I got a bunch of random cards. <laughs> so top of the third, Adrian Hauser goes one, two, three. Uh, bottom of the third, Christian Yelich. I wanted to give him credit for this because he's using all fields well. Hits a ball right down the third baseline, and Alex Bregman made a really nice play to rob Christian Yelich of what would have been another double for him. Yeah. Um, so credit to Bregman, but I did want to bring up Christian Yelich uh, using all fields. Top of the fourth, another 1-2-3 inning by Adrian Hauser. Top of the fifth, another 1-2-3 inning by Adrian Hauser. At one point, he retired 13 batters in a row today. Oh, he was pooping on them. Dude. I mean, was getting into a little bit of territory where it's like September complete game versus the Cardinals vibes. <laughs> I like it. But here's the thing. So top of the sixth inning, he gets a ground out, and then Mauricio Dupont reached on an error, and Bregman followed it up with a double. Now, it's second and third with one out. The two batters coming up are Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker the two guys that reached against him in the first inning before he started, you know, retiring everybody. Mm -hmm. So that's why I made sure to bring those two names up. And who do you bring out in a high leverage situation with two runners on scoring position and one out? Piamps. Piamps. That's who you bring in. He, dude. Okay. So he strikes out Alvarez on a slider, nasty slider. looks like it's going to hit him in the knee and it's comes all the way back in for a strike. (laughs) <laughs> and that that strikeout alone lowered Houston's win percentage, win probability, sorry, 
from 33% to 22%. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, then, and then he got Kyle Tucker to fly out. So that, that type of thing, it goes unnoticed a lot mm-hmm. because his closers get the glory for, you know, finishing the game off, even if it's a, a three to zero game and there's nobody on base and he comes in and gets the save. Yep. But this type of situation where you're talking about being, uh, I believe it was still two to zero at that point, And the tying run is in scoring position with only one out. And you're looking at the third and fourth batter in your opponent's lineup. And you go strike out, fly out. That's, in my opinion, that's higher leverage than some of those no, you know, no base runners in a, in a, um, you know, nobody on base situation. I 100% agree for with one reason only, because when you're batting, like say it's the ninth inning and you're going against a closer, you understand that it's like do or die. But like in this situation, you're a little bit more carefree because you're like, well, if you don't get in now, then we have a mm-hmm. couple more at bats to to get dig into this thing. A little you know less I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um, Piamps just absolutely studly for that. I mean, the dude. I think he's retired. I want to say it's 12 of 13 inherited runners. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> um, and then top of the seventh, Bryce Wilson, one, two, three inning. Bottom of the seventh, Owen freaking Miller. Owen freaking Miller, dude. Back to back days with a home run. Uh, gets into a one two count, falls off two pitches, catches a mistake, and hits it 416 feet. Yep. And then two outs later, Brian Anderson launches one into the Astros' bullpen. Off the coffee pot, as Brian Anderson said. Knocked off the espresso machine. (laughs) And It was – I don't remember who it was doing the broadcast today. But but he goes, coffee's for closers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Top of the eighth inning, Jake Cousins in, gets a strikeout on three pitches. Works around a single and a wild pitch to throw a scoreless eighth inning. Uh, good bounce back by Jake Cousins. Top of the ninth, Hobie Milner works around a two-out single for a scoreless ninth. And the Brewers finish their second straight shutout. Their sixth shutout of the season now uh, ties them for first. And Devin Williams didn't have to pitch in either one of them. That's crazy. That's – and this obviously goes to credit to all the guys whose names were mentioned during these two games. But credit goes to Craig Council for pulling the strings. Agreed. For lining the dudes up that he's put in these games, um, Piamps and Bryce Wilson, two guys that pitched in both of them, um, and Jake Cousins and Elvis Baguero basically pitching the same role in the two games. Mm-hmm. Um, Craig Council deserves a, a scoop of credit in these two shoutouts as well. Um, is there anything you wanted to add to today's game? All right. So, <clears throat> quick little thing I wanted to add. Uh, Brian Anderson. I was trying to find it. It was in there somewhere in the mess of my horrible handwriting. I was like, where the hell is this? He has only pulled one of his eight home runs so far this season. Hmm. So every time you kept bringing up Yelly um, uses all fields, I'm like, bro, Brian Anderson, dude, he he has three of them to center. So th- okay. three of his eight to center, only one to left field. So four of them to right field. Hmm. So I feel like Willie Adamas and William Contreras would be similar as well. I really feel like when Willie Adamas hits a goddamn home run, it's center field. I he hits, really he hits rockets. Yeah, like it's literally <laughs> like when he when he can square up on that thing, 
and <laughs> I was watching the game the other day. It was the might have been the, the second game of the race series on Saturday. And Aiden was watching with me, and he goes, "How the heck does this guy hit home runs?" He was watching his batting stance. He's like sitting down and like leaning yeah. back. And I'm like, back. I'm like, he's gonna move when the pitcher moves. But he's like, right. it doesn't make sense. Doesn't his legs get tired? I'm like, obviously not. He does this a lot. He plays every game. Right. Literally <laughs> so, every game. Yeah. The thing that like was funny to me was that that was the 26th and 27th RBI. So number 27 now has 27 RBI. Yep. And I like how Brian Anderson was like, you're not going to tie me for the RBI lead. Smacks a home run. Yeah. <laughs> Love to see it. Love Can't have that. It. No. <laughs> Just got to launch a solo shot real quick. Yes, sir. So you brought it up already was the run differential. This is why I don't care about it. I do not care about run differential. I care far more about winning. If a team wants to win 12 to two and we get two out of three wins in the series, I will take that every single time. Uh, I don't think you're going to find many arguments. At least I hope not. I mean, I'm sure you'll find people saying like, well, it shouldn't have to take a 12 to two loss just for the Brewers to win. I know it shouldn't, but if that's the trade you're offering me, I'll take it. I'll let you like, you know, if you want to talk about having, let's say both teams are going to score 12 runs in the series. Like they did. I'll let one team score 12 and all, all in one game. And we'll Dude, they could be as 20 to zero. I don't give, I don't, they could be just 20 to zero. I don't give a shit. As long as we get two out of three, that's all I care about. Yeah. Wins run differential doesn't get you in the playoffs, dude. <laughs> I would I would rather go 161 and one and win 161 games one to zero and lose one game 162 to zero. I'm fair. It's literally like the logic of it. Like yeah. I care far more about wins and runs. Agreed. All right. Anything else you wanted to throw out there? Brewers are going undefeated next week. That's how you feel, huh? That's dude. There's they're they're going on a run. It's time. All right. So it's, time. it's four games against San Francisco at home. It's time. One game at Toronto to start the series in Toronto. I didn't look at pitching matchups. Um I don't know that it entirely matters with San Francisco. Cause I do oh man, I do feel a four game sweep is in the is in the cards. It's happening, dude. Brian Anderson's um, hitting at home. Owen Miller's on fire. I mean, the, the bullpen has been so good lately. So, like, I feel you on the four-game sweep of San Francisco. Uh, the the first game at Toronto, that one's really going to depend on who's starting now. Yeah. Um, Toronto just beat the absolute shit out of the Rays yesterday. I know, I saw yesterday. that. Uh, yeah, 20-1. to 1. Oh damn! Like I'll say four and one. I'm gonna say four and one for next week. I'm going five and zero, baby. Five and zero. I'm calling it right now. Brewers are going on a run. We're gonna be talking about a seven game win streak next Wednesday. I will give you a crisp high five if that happens. I want two. Two or two high? Do you want high ten or do you want two high fives? Two high fives. Ten is weird. I don't care what anybody says. Ten is weird. Okay. In my opinion, doing a double high five, like a high ten, only girls volleyball teams are allowed to do that. Uh, that's 100% what I envisioned, and that's why I said as grown men, that is awkward as hell. Like, if, if a grown man comes up to me like this, I'll be like, I don't know what's happening right now, but I'm not doing that. 
two high five, but bam, you're like, I'm good with that. I'm coming in with one. That's fine with me. Taylor said he'll give you a good firm handshake. That's not what you did when you saw me. You wanted to hug me. Brother's got a hug. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 boy whoa, reference. Whoa. We'll wrap it up. <laughs> okay, Corbin Burns, chill out. Yeah, settle down. <laughs> settle down, Taylor Burns. <laughs> All right. Is there, I mean, is there anything else you want to throw out there? I mean, we um, don't have a ton of other things to talk about right now. I mean, we're getting, um, you know, for Packers, I mean, OTAs are literally just starting. Mm-hmm. Um, the word is that the Bucks have their head coaching candidate narrowed down to three. Did you hear Kenny who Giannis Atkins. wants? What's that? Did you hear who Giannis wants? I did. And I the only thing that I see or like that I feel about that is that I don't know how an Arizona like radio station gets that information and nobody else does. I don't know either. Um I I don't know. I don't like if Giannis, if Giannis literally said that, he's not going to come out in public and say that, obviously. But we know that he's having those conversations with, with Horse. Right. So whatever's happening behind closed doors, I trust those guys to figure it out. We got a lot of smart individuals down there taking right. care of the Milwaukee right. Bucks. So I am not worried one single bit about the Milwaukee Bucks' future going into next season and beyond. Right. And, and whoever it ends up being, and I've been pretty vocal about not wanting Nick Nurse, if the Bucks do still get Nick Nurse, I will find reasons to be optimistic about it. Yep. Um, so, you know, even though he's not my first choice, right. like I will still find, you know, reasons to like the hire because I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that Nick Nurse is 100% bad. It's just I have concerns about the things that I do think are bad. Um, and for those reasons, I would prefer other candidates. But that's not to say that Nick Nurse is, you know, just a bad coach or a bad person. It's, I would just prefer other candidates for reasons that I have stated. Um, yeah. And we are, we're closing in on a venue for a yes. live show at the end of August for the Badgers primer that. this year. Yep. Um, we're really excited about Badgers football. So we really wanted to do the primer live. Um, so we're looking at the last August uh, Friday um, in New Holstein at a sports bar to do that one live. Uh, we are also in discussions with Mental Health America about joining them for Mill Street Day at the beginning of July. That'll be July 8th. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking at uh, hopping in with them on Mill Street Day, which the Wisco Ball guy will also be there. His name is also Tyler. He's the guy that made the Yelly sweatshirt. I got a little insider information for you. I can't tell you that. Uh, I can't tell you what it is yet, but Wisco Ball has a new tee coming. It's a Brewers related to the home run celebration t-shirt. He showed me the design today. I can't say anything about it yet because it's not official yet, but it looks sweet and I love it. <laughs> I will definitely be getting one when he has them ready to go. Yes, sir. All right. Anything else? You got anything else? Um, just a little, you know, in a few weeks, not this Friday, June 2nd, we're going to be having a Packers episode. That's the next Packers episode we have. Uh, we're yeah. going to be doing a, uh, our favorite, our top five, I don't know what to say, our top five, our favorite uh, five plays from Roger's career. Yeah. Whatever it meant to you, whether it be sentimental or whatever, whether it made you drop your jaw. Because if we were doing plays that drop your jaw, we would be having a 10-hour episode because Roger's <laughs> be a literally top amazing. Um, and we it, we it would be very redundant. So we're just going to do a top five, your top five favorite plays and – I'm looking forward to that episode. That episode's literally going to feel like locker room talk to me. 
that's what that's the vibe I'm feeling God on it. Damn, but... I get the Simon button ready. Yeah, I'll have the this... button ready to go. Hey, the Simon button is always ready. Um, he's, he's already making excuses in the chat, man. Look at this. Guy. Yeah, si- yeah, Simon might be fired and rehired by then three times. <laughs> but Every day. In my mind, it's gonna be it'll be a nostalgia filled episode for sure. Yeah. Um, and Jake and I are also working on a little bit of behind the scenes content, some some goofy stuff that we'll put out. Uh, in the form of some reels and some videos that uh, that won't be live, but will be you know a little bit different uh, than just you know the the weekly live shows, um, and yeah, so, yeah, that episode is gonna be wild, bro. <laughs> you, yeah. were talking, you were talking crazy the other day. I was like, bro, I don't know where you're going, but I'm just on board. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, the yeah the Aaron Rodgers episode it will be definitely a walk down memory lane for sure. For sure. Alrighty. Well, I will see you next Wednesday then. Sounds good. Yeah, thanks for sticking around the whole time and, and commenting along. Yep. See you, see you guys later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.